0: Uh, for some reason, God uses me as, uh, I've noticed, as an offense to the carnal mind, not to people. Uh, and I think one of the reasons is because some of the things he's shown me about Jesus is completely uh, a paradigm shift to the carnal mind. I mean, for Jesus to appear to you in physical form would totally rock you, wouldn't it? I mean, uh, when the first time that happened to me long ago, uh, my mind went, just a wall. Uh, I thought I was going insane. I thought I was having a nervous breakdown. You name it. And I, I said, Please, God, I'm having a nervous breakdown. And I was on the ground. I'll never forget this. And I and I raised my hand head back up because I, at this point I saw feet. And so my brain was just in fear, say in fear. That's one of the main things that keeps us from seeing in the spirit or seeing the Lord is our fear mentality and Where fear comes from is reasoning. If you're reasoning in life, you're being controlled by fear. If you're just reasoning. It sounds, we call it wisdom. But if you you heard true wisdom, it would make you manifest. In other words, you wouldn't like it. Because true wisdom is from God and wisdom is God. So when God starts to speak, it's completely opposite than your reasoning, and it doesn't line up with your reasoning, and so then you try to reason God. How many of you tried to reason God? You know, I, I used to quote this thing, where the vision is, there's provision. That's a bunch of them. I mean, uh, the Lord's told me to go to wilderness, a wilderness in my life and didn't feed me. Because my whole paradigm shift had to switch to where He is my provision not my surroundings. I'm always looking for comfort. The mind is always looking for comfort. And when the mind's looking for comfort all the time, you're still being controlled by fear. Because it doesn't wanna be challenged. Because if it's challenged and crosses over into the mindset of God, then you start getting free from the bondage of Satan, which was created by man through Satan's trick. Man was tricked to think on his own instead of with God. We always like to think on our own. Yeah, but I think. Yeah, but I think this, but I think that. it's, It's really strange, but the first guy that said I was Satan. So that mindset was set in motion through Satan to Adam to try to think for himself instead of think with God and literally walk in the word of God. And so thousands of years later, he brings his son to actually show us the way. And the way was to literally be guided by the voice of the Lord, by the mind of the Lord. Not by our own reasoning, but by his voice and by his wisdom. And so if the first guy that actually did this and actually succeeded, his name was Jesus. He was tempted on all the points that man has, have been, has been tempted on for thousands of years. He got it in his life. In those three and a half years of him literally walking in, the, in what we would call ministry, he got tempted on all points. That's not counting when he was raised from being a child up to that point of being baptized in the Jordan and then sent into the wilderness. He was tempted on all points to think on his own. We can't go into these next stage that we're going into to think on our own because what happens is, without us knowing, man has set up the mindset of man to be God on the earth instead of the mindset of the spirit. And God is about to shift that. He's about to change that. And if, you're, if you don't start now following Jesus with all of your heart, it's gonna be tough with the things that are coming because God's gonna change it whether we like it or not. Man has had his plans for a long time, but God's about to shift it and order us to actually walk with him. He's done it to me for the last few years, and I, I've just spit and sputter and grow horns out of my head. <laughs> because I can't, I can't do anything without listening to him now. Well, Brad, you got to, you know, at least, you know. No, I don't. There is a narrow path in the mind called Jesus. That narrow path I thought was a path in heaven, you know, and all that. And then he showed me a few months ago, listen, the path is a literal mindset in your brain that you can create again that goes through all the wilderness of all your reasoning and and cuts it completely in half like the Red Sea and you get to cross over into my mind if I can just stay on the path of Jesus. And I asked him, how am I gonna do this? He said, I've told you to learn from me, not learn from man, not learn from your own reasoning. That really narrows it down, doesn't it? That I have to actually just learn from Jesus, watch his life, and I literally have to study his life in order to understand how to walk. He said, eat my flesh and drink my So flesh means I have to actually study the physical way he walked in this word of God. And if I can just study his life, I will be able to drink his blood. In other words, drink his spirit from that life. But I have to cut things off that I've been drinking and eating in my life that kinda gives me comfort that really wants me to actually think of myself instead of the Lord. My battle and your battle is thinking of yourself instead of Jesus. Those are the, if you look at the, and and I know we've dissected the temptation of Jesus when he got, you know, baptized. You know, y'all remember that. He got baptized in Jordan. And the Lord says, you know, this is my beloved son, blah, 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 I'm pleased to be in him. The power of God and the anointing of the Spirit came upon him, not just in him, but upon him. And then the first, isn't it weird? The first thing that he was led to was the wilderness. That's not the way the Christian walk is, is it? In our westernized Christian walk is, man, I'm baptized in the spirit, I'm full of the Holy Ghost, it's time to take over the world. But we forget we gotta be led to the wilderness where he can narrow you down to where it's just about him. And if we don't do that, then we find the world being mixture with our Christianity. And if you'll really look at all the temptations, those temptations he walked through, it was all about, Satan or the mindset of man tempting Jesus to think on his own. He got hungry, didn't he? Y'all read the Bible? Matthew 4, right? He got hungry. When he got hungry, what happens when you get hungry? Some of you get hangry. Why do you get hangry? Because you start thinking about your. And when you start thinking about yourself, you attract Satan. You attract the mindset of Satan to your life. I need a sandwich. You don't realize, that's a cool, you know, you think, well, that's just right. Well, it wasn't for the Lord. I'm hungry. Man, that attracts Satan, and he's like, well, Oh, you can create those stones in the bread. And let's, let's have a dinner. In other words, use your gift on your own without partnering with the mind of God, right? Use your own strength and the power of your mind without partnering with God, and then you can create because the gifts are without repentance, Jesus. Why don't you just go ahead and create? It's okay. God still loves you if you create without God, and that was very tempting because it, feel, it feels good. God has given us the power to create wealth. You heard that a million times, right? But we forget that we've gotta partner with the power to be able to create it. See, there's just a fine line in there that divides everything. You can't use power, you can't have power unless you're actually partnering with something but the thing that we've been partnering with is partially the carnal mind, which has a certain power to create, but it creates death in the long run. It feels good for a moment, but it will destroy your life. I'm telling you, take it from a country boy. I am strong-willed. I I mean, I can't tell you how strong-willed I am. I do need strong-will but I need it with God. If I use it outside of that, I'm destroying myself. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So we've gotta turn like John did, even John, I mean the guy that put his head on his, his breast, even he put John on the Isle of Patmos so he could get him to repent, to really see God in a whole new way. That's where we're going. He's gonna isolate the church in such a way that we're gonna turn and see Jesus for who he is again. And it's gonna cause us to want him and and it's not gonna matter where we are. We're just gonna want Jesus because that's the original vision, walking with God here on the earth as he is in heaven. And we will find this invitation that will come to us again, come up here. In other words, where where was John? His mindset was in an earthly realm. And he was telling John, come up here. But the only way he could come up was by hearing the word of God that would give him the invitation to believe it so his mind could shift to a higher power. That was a lot, wasn't it? Even Jesus got to the point and said, "I can't do anything, guys, I can do nothing. What I see the Father doing, but you don't realize that was hard. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Try doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. How many of you guys are workaholics? Yeah. Don't read? Really, well, 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 hey, perfect a lot. How I many you guys, seriously, your mind is constantly wanting to push yourself, or to, if you're not doing anything, it'll tell you you've got to start producing. It's a constant storm and a war in your mind, and there's this demonic push that's not coming from Satan, it's coming from the satanic realm called man, or the carnal mind, and God wants to free us of that. He wants to give us a new baptism of the mind of Christ to where we can drop all of our nets in our mind and we can have a clear conscience with God to where it is one path only and it is Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? Let me, uh, something just came up on, uh, he just reminded me of something. I know I don't have much time, but um, I wanna pull this up real quick, is that okay? Yeah, Yeah, there we go. Turn over to Mark one. I won't even talk about this, I don't even know why. Well, I do know why he's messing with my carnal mind. I had my notes, guys. I've got a million notes in here, and then he—all I was sitting here, you know, in the worship, I'm sitting here manifesting. He started telling me some things I need to talk about, and that's the brain. And uh, it's it's a it's a long teaching, but I'm doing it in 15 minutes. Okay. When he comes by, here's Jesus, he's coming by Mark one, let's just start in verse 16. Give you time, Mark one, verse 16. Turn over there, Mark one, verse 16. If you're not looking at it, look at your phone or get next to somebody. Or you can look on the screen. We don't have this at our church, I'll make them look. <laughs> Y'all are all tech me. You ready? Yes. And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. They're not just casting nets, but they're, they're providing for themselves. That sounds kind of wise, right? I mean, they're fending for themselves. But what if Jesus shows up and you can't do it like that no more? You can't do it that way no more. There's a paradigm shift coming for these guys. They're having to quit everything that their mind is used to because they're under the mindset that Jesus was tempted on in the wilderness. Provide for yourself. If you're hungry, create wealth. Get you some fish. You throw the nets. You get fish, you pick up the pole, you get fish. But why am I doing it? Because the carnal mind says to provide for yourself. But at any moment I'm trying to provide myself, even though it feels really wise, I'm leaving Jesus out to partner with, which I would get 100 times more if I would just partner with him. Do you understand? The carnal mind, even though it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, the carnal mind always creates death. Even if you create a lot of stuff that's so wonderful, it only lasts for a moment. How many of y'all ever been in the carnal mind and, 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 then you, and then you think it's great? How many of you guys actually started something that's really great and you think it's awesome and then you go down that rabbit hole and you find hell? Okay, we got about 10 believers in here, all right? Right? The old man has got to die this year. And that is in you. It's in me. One of the words he gave me during the shepherd's rod and uh, during the Day of Atonement was, this year was obedience even if it leads to your death. Because if it'll lead to your death, you'll get raised by his power. The cool thing about Jesus, he obeyed to death. If you even obey to death, that causes God's power to come in your life and it'll be no longer you living, it'll be Christ in you living, the mind of Christ. So he comes walking by the Sea of Galilee and he saw Simon and Andrew and his brothers casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, follow me. We've heard that. They're seeing a physical thing, but play like that's not, play like Jesus is not there, a physical person. And this voice says, hey, follow me. What would you do? Well, where, but what, but I have, and I I got stock, I've got family defeat. That's what they're dealing with. Their mindset, we think, you know, we think they're going, oh yes, praise the Lord. They don't know who Jesus is by revelation. They know him by history. He's a man of integrity, but they don't really know him. And now this man of integrity comes walking by and says, follow me. And they're like, what the? And they know for some reason the help of the Holy Spirit, not knowing that the Holy Spirit's helping them, they're thinking, I've got to drop what I'm doing, and I'm going to have to follow this crazy man. I'm gonna have to drop the way I'm thinking because I'm a, I'm, I've been providing for myself. I'm so strong in what I do, I'm so gifted. They're, they're fishermen. They know exactly what they're doing. But they're saying I'm gonna have to drop everything that I'm a pro at. You could say prophetically they're professional Christians and they've learned all of the programs. Oh God, help me Jesus. They've learned all the systems. They've learned all the healings and they've learned all the deliverances. They've learned how to lay on hands. We've been through millions of training programs but now it's time to drop and follow Jesus. I'm just telling you, I've been manifesting and where he goes, I don't like it. Now I'm not talking about physical. Where he goes in me, I don't like it, because I like me. But he's clearing a path in my brainwaves of reasoning, fear, all of these things that have entangled me from seeing the Lord for who he is and hold and grab a hold of the mindset of God. And I have tasted it and it is unreal. There's more peace there than you could ever imagine. I don't even care about my, what my surroundings are anymore. I don't care if I've got the enemy in my face. I don't care if I've got God in my face. I don't care if I've got death in my face or I'm prophesied that I'm gonna die, which that's happened this year. People have tried to do that. But I don't care anymore because I'm with the Lord within myself. I used to judge how spiritual I am by the way things are around me instead of in And it was scary. I realized I was producing stuff on the outside. But me and him weren't producing anything inside. That's why I have so much division. We think this is fruit on the outside. It's when you got fruit on the inside. Ooh, that's gonna count when you stand before a war. I'll never forget when Bob, a friend of mine, my spiritual dad, he went to heaven and the Lord checked him and scanned him to see if he had love in him. That's the only thing he looked for. He couldn't find it. Saw gifts, saw all kinds of stuff he produced And then he asked him, oh, did you learn to love? Scared his pants off. Because he didn't have it in him. He was a prophet, but had no love. And it don't matter if you're a prophet, it don't matter if you're an apostle, it don't matter if you're an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter any of that when you go there. All that's nothing, it's what you got inside. And so what God is trying to do is he's trying to take us on a narrow path because he's saving our lives within us. Say within us. So he says, follow me and I will make you become fishers of, well, what about salary? Man, I got a good TikTok thing going in. <laughs> People follow me. I got two million followers on Facebook. I mean what The problem with the carnal or physical provision, it makes you think about yourself even more. You're not careful. So they knew, we gotta let go. Look at your partner and say, I gotta let go. Look at your neighbor and say, I gotta let go. I gotta gotta let go. (laughs) And it says they immediately, what does it say, Bible people? They, what? Might wanna highlight. You might want to highlight immediate. Because that's what I had to do. If you, how many of you guys know if you just check it for a moment, you're going to go down the path of reasoning God out? Or you'll find somebody that will prophesy your will instead of, you know what I'm saying? Oh, come on, guys. You know that. You've got prophets around. You pick up your will and then prophesy and they say it's God and it confirms it all. Right? Right? The real prophet's gonna shake you up. He's gonna direct you toward Jesus, then you'll grow a horn like I do. That prophet Jesus keeps prophesying to me stuff I don't wanna do. And I got some friends up here in the front know it. I hate following him. Because he goes where I don't wanna go. But I know that this old man that hates following him will die so that I will start loving his ways. But my new man loves him, but I'm finding out my old man's been living for a long time and I thought it was the Lord. (laughs) I thought it was the Lord, it wasn't. And then when he took me to this vision of them dropping their nets, and I saw in their faces the pain that they were going through in their minds to let go of everything. I thought they heard the voice of God not even knowing and they still knew they had to leave. And then I got this flash of this picture that I sent to them. Can y'all have that picture? Look at that picture, that is the brain waves that we all have in our minds. They drop that stuff in their minds to follow the Lord. Dropping their nets, physical, yeah, great, but they dropped everything that brings provision, safety, you know, boundaries, all of that stuff, they dropped all of the stuff that they learned in their mind that kept them safe in their life, they dropped it. Because that stuff brings nothing but blindness to see the Lord. That's the glass darkly. The glass darkly is your own reasoning. And it's not the stuff that doesn't feel good that you think about, it's the stuff that feels good that's the most demonic because it makes you think of yourself even greater and it puffs you up to think that it's the Lord. Do you understand? I remember the first time the Lord, I mean the first thing the Lord spoke to me was Romans eight, seven. First exact scripture and back then that was a long time ago and I was a fallen, I was a fallen Christian. And I had to look run and go look it up in the index because I didn't know it wasn't. He said Romans 8, 7. I thought, where in the heck is that? So I just turned to the index, you know, and tried to find Romans. Because I didn't know what he was talking about. And he told me years ago, as soon as you think about yourself, you will miss me. Because it opens up a door of the carnal realm so that you can start entering in that, which which massages your. Feelings, emotions, and so forth. Or you can choose to listen to me and I be your door. Which doesn't massage your feelings, it, it actually grows your spirit. And then your spirit rules over your emotions instead of your emotions ruling over your spirit. There's so many things I've, this year I, I had to, I just didn't feel like doing. But I knew it was the Lord to do it. And when I stepped out and started doing what I didn't want to do, I started feeling wonderful. But at the same time, I'm having an argument on this man's going, I don't like it, but my spirit is going, in this great. And I'm feeling good and cursing at the same time. Because your carnal man is going to die, and it's going to die fighting. But the more you fall in love with the ways of Jesus, the more that thing dies and all of, all of those brain waves becomes one wave of thought. The wilderness is that. That's our wilderness. It's been like that for thousands of years. That's our wilderness. It's not the stuff that you're in or that's around you. That's the way you're thinking. So you can look at the stuff around you and go, man, I'm just having a tough time. And the glory of God, you'd be right in the hand of God. But if this is ruling you, you won't see that you're actually standing in heaven. I'm telling you, the only thing that's holding us back is the old man, the old carnal way of thinking. And it's been comfortable. But comfortable can kill you. He's a good shepherd. Say good shepherd. And he knows sheep. Sheep will stay in a place till they gnaw it to the ground. They'll eat dirt. Because they like to be comfortable and safe. And what the shepherd will do is he'll go out there and he'll know it's not. They, we need to move these guys. He'll start whacking them with his staff to get them to another place. And when they start, you know, kicking and bucking, you know, that's our manifestation but you don't realize what is happening in your life is for your good. It's not for evil. He's actually taking you to a new, brand new pasture. So I'm gonna tell you this morning, every storm you're in right now is the Lord's staff to get you into a brand new place of heaven. And I'm not joking. I'm not preaching. I don't wanna preach. I hate it. I'd rather be fishing and hunting. <laughs> but where you are right now is for you. The enemy may be around you. Stop looking at him. Let the spirit of Elijah come upon your Elijah come upon your life. Open your eyes to see God surrounding you. Are you with me? Stand up, let's pray. I'm gonna pray for you. Y'all okay? I hope this helps. Grab your your neighbor's hand, let's just pray as a family. Mm. Wow. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for your spirit that's in this room. I thank you for my neighbor I thank you for the people that you've connected me with. I thank you for this place you've got me in. For you work all things for my good. And we love you. But I asked Lord this morning that that spirit of Elisha would come with the spirit of understanding and open everyone's mind to see God in their situation. Whether it be with their children, work, surroundings, family, the stuff you've pulled them out of and it's still trying to attach itself, all of that stuff. Let them see, wow, you're saving my life. This struggle, this all this stuff is birthing me into your kingdom. And we just tell the carnal mind, shut up. Shut up. We just tell all of our tributaries of reasoning, shut up. We're gonna believe on Jesus. We're gonna walk blind, not having to know. We're tired of being tormented on having to know. We trust you, Jesus, and we love you this morning. We love you for who you are, not for what you can do for me. You're our friend. You're our king. You're our general that's ordering our steps. Whether we like it or not, it's saving our life. And we love you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. See you guys.